Good morning and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes and today I am joined by Connor. Hey, Joey. Oh, Connor, I did something so stupid today. Oh, just no. Just uh, outrageously stupid. And, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that once you do it, it's like, oh, man. This this is gonna this is gonna be a thing for the for for the foreseeable future, isn't it? Um, oh boy! Well, well, all right, lay it on me. What'd you do? The, uh, I I mean, really, the, the the short answer is that I just you know sprained my ankle or something. Um, the, uh, how, the how did you do that? The the long answer is is a very sad story, a very tragic story. Um, well, really, like the the reason it's so sad and tragic is because the reason like the way that it happened is just so exceptionally stupid. Um, like I basically what happened is I was sitting at my desk somebody asked me for help with something and I quickly got up from my desk without having realized that apparently my left leg had fallen asleep I didn't know that so you know I get up immediately put weight on it and just basically collapse um, <laughs> and uh, you know bend my my ankle in a thoroughly um, wrong way um, and it, I, I guess Sorry I didn't bend it in a way it's not supposed to bend, but I certainly bent it much further than it's supposed to bend. Let's put it that way. Mm. Well, um, that'll happen when they fall. You know, yeah. uh, it, it, we're definitely related because I did something similar back in college when I went to University of Delaware, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. where I was at a desk at, in like the, the lounge area at, with my computer typing for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, did, I got up, I got up quickly to, uh, to leave, you know, a bunch of pretty girls were in, in, in the lounge also at the same mm-hmm. time as, as me. Got up mm-hmm. really quickly to leave, and I totally fell. Oh, like, man. Like, just as I was trying to walk. Mm-hmm. Humiliating. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it does sound like a similar similar thing. Because my, yeah, 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 yeah. my leg fell asleep. I, yeah, exactly. If you don't know, what are you supposed to do? You know, what, what it's like, it's just, there's no way to, to predict something like this could happen. Yeah, um, but and you know, the yeah. funny thing is, like, it is funny. When that happens, because it's you know, so like silly. I gotta, like, when I you gotta watch say, it. like the the thing that I was most aggrieved about in this whole scenario isn't so much that it happened and now I got a sprained ankle and can barely walk, but it's more that the person who asked me for help didn't really have any reaction to my stumbling. Oh. Like it was kind of just like as if it didn't happen at all because I, I, you know, when it happened, like the adrenaline kicked in and like I, I was able to to walk for a second to help this person with the thing that they needed, but like. They at at the moment of the stumble, there was no like, you know, I I, I didn't get any reaction, no laugh, no like, what what are you okay? Like it was as if I did nothing. But I, I it must have looked completely ridiculous what happened, right? Like I I have to imagine like if you'd seen me do that, I, I don't know how you'd not have a reaction. Like it was it was that you know pitiful of a uh, of a stumble, so. Mm. Yeah, I was a little bit. I was a little bit upset about that. You know, I would have preferred to have gotten laughed at than gotten no reaction. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, that's where we're at now, and I think that's okay because nothing can stop us from talking about movies. No sprained ankle is going to prevent the show from going on. And you know, do we got a uh, got a fun show today? Um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll talk about two movies. There's only one movie out of the ones that we've all seen recently. 
that I've seen. So uh, we'll have you talk about one that you've seen that I haven't seen. And then we'll both talk about one that both of us have seen. Um, so I guess we'll start with uh, with your movie. So my my understanding is that you have seen the the new uh, Timothy Chalamet Wonka film. I did. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, this is definitely one that I mean, there's nothing you can say that will convince me to see this, even if you say it's amazing. Um, like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to see it. You know, it's just, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not interested in, in the origins of Wonka. Okay. Oh, okay. you know, but let me so. tell, let me, let me and, I, and I wasn't either, mind you, but, uh, are you a, you know, Willy Wonka guy? Like, do you, do you like the original? I, I, I mean, sure. I, I don't think I would call myself a Willy Wonka guy. I'm, I'm a person who as a child certainly watched at least the part of that movie when they go to the the, the chocolate factory because they would always skip everything else. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the the full movie as an adult. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, it's it's great. I, I'm I sure mean, it's great. Yeah, who, yeah, of course. Like, Gene Wilder is an unbelievable presence and actor, and like the he he obviously played Willy Wonka right. in the original uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, and he had all sorts of stipulations of if he was going to take the part or not. Like he had, because he, he played it so in such a mysterious way, you know, and I've, the, the original is about, he's trying to find an heir because he, to take over the, the factory mm-hmm. after, after him. Right. And this is an origin story of, of that character. So everything is kind of based off of the, you know, how great Gene Wilder is. And they get mm-hmm. to Chalamet, who's like the biggest star in, or one of one of the biggest stars, I would say. I, I, I guess, no yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, he he is no no matter. I mean, he gets all the big blockbusters, everything. Dune, you know, will be out in a couple months. That's or true. A month. That's true. Like, I mean, he's he's huge, and he to get this part is no small, you know, no small thing. Uh, so it, it is mm-hmm. a musical. It, it's uh, you know a Willy Wonka origin story. I I think the the thing that I is is best about it is that the 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 music is actually pretty good i like the songs i think they're they're enjoyable i think timothy chalamet does a pretty good job you know at at singing them there it's Mm -hmm. uh it's fantastical the movie looks a lot better than i think it like needed to to do as well as it as it did Mm -hmm. you know ended up and it really didn't get a ton of love it didn't even get it didn't get nominated for any of the you know, soundtrack category and mm-hmm, for the Oscars mm-hmm. or anything or the best original songs, even though there's a couple of songs that that are pretty good on here mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, you know, are, are fun for, you know, and we're, obviously we're going to keep this this review pretty short, but for anyone who likes musicals, who likes uh, fun little things, overacting, which is kind of comes with the part of playing Willy Wonka and mm-hmm. being in a Willy Wonka movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, overacting is kind of like a, a necessary thing. Everybody mm-hmm. is aware of the movie that they're making, so no one's taking taking it too seriously. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of mugging and goofiness that mm-hmm. is happening in, in the whole thing. Uh, and uh, the the part that's probably the the most fun is the uh, the Oompa Loompa that's uh, that's in this. Do you know who plays the the Oompa Loompa in this, Joey? Isn't it uh, Hugh Grant? 
It is. It's Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah. and he's he's very fun as uh, as the Oopaloopa. He does. He he has two songs in in the movie himself that are really good. I really like Hugh Grant in his like late career now, where he's doing these like small bit character parts, where he's not like the star, but he's just in it, and because he, he's very good when it's just a very contained small thing, and he's just like an uh-huh. add in to the bigger, you know, movie. Uh-huh. It's a it's a nice welcome welcome thing. So I'm never gonna convince you. This is not for you. This is for the the great listeners of WVUD and uh, Lopes mm-hmm. on Movies. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. one don't immediately write it off. Maybe it didn't get nominated for a bunch of things or whatever. You know, it's uh, perfectly good. Great In terms of uh, Hugh Grant, I did really like a uh, a clip from an interview I saw of him talking about it, where he looked, you know very dejected and there he was like he's like yes i uh i am in the film playing an umpa lumpa well i mean that's kind of his part too i am an umpa lumpa <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's part of, it's part of the whole bit it's fun it's i'm fun. sure it's fun i'm sure you're having a great time watching watching wonka how did wonka become wonka you know what we've all been wanting to know for well the one thing that's, uh, that that I, I will say is he's more fully realized already like he's kind of very sure of who he is like already at the beginning like you're not getting like, yeah of course yeah. Y- it, he, you know so you're getting just a younger version of gene wilde i will say while timothy Chalamet, i think does do a pretty good job no one is gene wilder so. yeah obviously especially not timothy Chalamet. right but i mean for the biggest star in the world you would think or one of arguably you think maybe he holds a candle, but he does a fine, fine enough job. I just think that Timothy Chalamet is just fundamentally juiceless. Like for a guy that is <laughs> that gets big roles, like he he's his his screen presence is so nothing to me. So I, I have made my opinion now. So now we're done talking about Wonka. I made my opinion on Timothy Chalamet clear before. I think where I am not a fan at all. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's like. But I don't know. I don't think he deserves to be in this spot where he is. I, I think his is... he was used in, in exactly the way he should always be used in Lady Bird as a side character who's like kind of <laughs> maybe maybe not one of the characters that you like. He was maybe, very good. You know? He was very good. Man. You know, I still to to this day, I still have I, I guess I'm going to have to because it's the new one's coming out and it's going to be nothing to see, I'm sure, in like a mm-hmm. month or month and a half. I haven't seen Dune, Dune Part One, I guess, and I and the main reason is that I just can't buy him as a as the leading man character. Well, for, I think the the thing with with that movie is that like I don't think any of the characters in that movie really matter that much because it's like <laughs> like it's just kind of the spectacle that's cool, whereas like the characters are there's really not that much to them, and I'm sure that that's like something. That you say that to, if I were to say that about the book, like the Frank Herbert heads would would be out to get me because I'm sure that they're much better in the book. Um, but at least in in the Dune movie, I, I don't feel like you're watching that for the you know really interesting portrayals of these characters. Like neither neither Timothy Chalamet or Zendaya have like really anything going on. I think the uh, the character that's the most interesting is probably the mom. I think that's what Rebecca Ferguson playing. Mm. Uh, Mm-hmm. playing uh paul atreides mother um she was interesting and gave an interesting performance i felt but i don't know the rest of the cast i guess you know oscar isaac is kind of fun in the role that he has 
He does and, a good job uh, in everything he does, yeah. I I think. He's Josh a, Brolin is like a good screen presence, but like again, like these characters are not very like interesting other than I think that uh, Rebecca Ferguson character. So I don't know. I, I'll probably see the the new Dune, but I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I liked the 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 one like the the Dune movie well enough. It's probably my favorite Denis Villeneuve movie. Is generally I'm not, I don't really like his movies that much. I think uh, my favorite. Yeah. I I think I remember liking. I oh gosh, I don't even remember how long ago. I, Prisoners. That's him, right? Oh yeah, that was forever ago at this point. But that yeah. that one when I, that one I thought was pretty. Good. You didn't like Prisoners? Uh, I know I saw it in theaters and I I think I liked it, but that's no, about Prisoners the good, but, it's but about it, the extent of the, my memory of it. It's the latest batch that I have not. I I, I mean, I I did not care for. The, his Blade Runner 2049 like that. Nah, was Blade Runner didn't do anything for me. Arrival didn't do anything for me. Oh, oh gosh, um, Arrival. No, I me neither. Yeah. And yeah, and the, the Arrival has like some some major shooters out there. Like there's a lot of people that love that movie. But uh so you know, obviously I you know, got I got to recognize that, but yeah, well, definitely obviously the, the Jeremy did, Renner did heads are, are, are yeah. obviously all in on that. Oh uh, yeah, Renner was in that movie, wasn't he? Of course he was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, what can you do? I think that, like, like I said, the uh, the last last Doom movie was perfectly good. I think the spectacle was good, and uh, I didn't even see it in theaters because that came out like height of the pandemic. That was one of those HBO Max movies, oh. um, and I still thought it was pretty good. So I think this second one is probably be better to see in theaters. You know, it's all about the worms, you know, and those giant sand worms. I just want to see the worms. That's that's what I'm really in it for. I don't care oh, okay, about Timothy cool. Chalamet. I just want to see the worms. I'm in it for the worms too. I'll, I'll watch the. I'll, we'll watch the first one. I don't know if we ever did a review on on Dune, or if anyone else did. Yeah, I don't I remember. Certainly That's didn't, your question. Didn't see it, but yeah. maybe we'll watch it and we'll we'll do another one. Maybe but, we uh, will. Maybe uh, Joey, we've been getting through a lot of. I'm going to need you to up the energy now. You know, you've been a little down. I know you've just sprained your ankle and everything. Well, yeah, I'm mean, also. You know, I also haven't been sleeping very well lately. I'll be oh, okay, well, you, well, so, you know, okay, well, okay, well, a little up, bit up sleepy, but we're doing our best. Okay, well, here's the thing: up the energy because we're going to go to a best picture nominee. You know, right? We're mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. you know finish finish out the show. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're mm-hmm. trying to get through mm-hmm. all of them. I only have one best picture nominee left to see. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and this is another one that that i knocked off the the list that we're going to talk about now so uh and uh, that Joey, is how, how about you introduce uh maestro who us. abandoned snoopy in the vestibule <laughs> um i've been I, like i'll be honest i've been saying that to myself like multiple times a day over and over and over ever since i've watched i watched maestro um who abandoned snoopy in the vestibule uh it's just one of those like phrases that has been lodged in my mind and i, I cannot it, it, it won't leave um so for, for that and that reason alone maestro is my movie of the year um nice okay so uh all right connor do you have a synopsis of maestro well, up that you can say, give well, us i was just gonna say why don't you tell the folks at home what uh what maestro is about i don't know there's not really I don't know, everybody knows what Maestro is about. That's not, maybe not. That's not true. Now, Maestro is, of course, the the new Bradley Cooper directing, directed and starring film that is a, uh, I guess, a biopic about the great composer, conductor, all things music related man, Leonard Bernstein. It's a bi- biopic about him and the relationship with his uh, 
his wife, uh, Felicia Montalegro, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah, and that's that's basically the bit. Um, I, direct, I directed and starring uh, Bradley Cooper. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean that's pretty big. And then Carrie Mulligan is the one who plays uh, his, his wife, Felicia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pretty interesting story. I, I mean, what what would you say? I mean, Bradley Cooper. This this became like a, I, I guess this became like a passion project for him. I think when when I was uh you know looking into this one a little bit more, the rights to Leonard Bernstein's life originally was with Martin Scorsese. Did you know this? And then I did see Martin Scorsese's name in the credits as a producer. Yeah, so I, right. So he was a producer, but I guess he he had the rights to uh, the story of his life. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I guess Bradley Cooper got involved in the project, and then I think he was going to act in it. But then it it very much he became enthralled with the story. He was you know by speaking with the family and just with the writers, I guess, and he wanted to make this his own. He wanted he wanted mm-hmm. all, all mm-hmm. he wanted mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. he wanted all mm-hmm. of this. And, uh, you know, he ended up uh, directing it as well, which is, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty, in- pretty cool. And I, I would say the, the you know, because Bradley Cooper's directed, you know, movies before. He obviously has a he, he likes he definitely has a music in- musical in- inclination. I don't know if you know anything suppose, about Bradley, yeah. Bradley Cooper, if he has like a, a music background or he likes it. I mean, he did no. stars, the stars, a star is born. The, yeah, yeah. What is that? The fifth remake of of A Star Is Born, maybe something like or that. Something. But he directed that. I guess that was his directorial debut. But Maestro mm-hmm. seems to be his uh, all in, like I'm going going for it movie, and he really is. He's great in the movie. I think it. I think it's it. It, it looks really good too. What what it? What well, it the movie did? does a has kind of an interesting, uh, I guess, visual conceit, which is that it based on the time period that you're you're at at the portion of the story the cinematography changes to at least on some superficial level emulate the films of the time um and it, not even just the cinematography but in some ways the uh the filmmaking style as well like the, the those those early parts of the movie when it's in four by three black and white um like academy ratio it's kind of it has that kind of like fast talking his girl friday type dialogue especially between um bradley cooper and carrie mulligan yeah um, like their their characters are almost speaking a different language than everybody else in the movie which is part of why i think the relationship dynamic works really well in the movie just because they feel like these <laughs> these two people that on some cosmic level are meant for each other um so that i i i think that out of everything in the movie that's definitely the the, the thing i like the best i think that their relationship is really interesting and well well drawn out and the character performances are good um but yeah like so it, it it does it not only in the cinematography but also in just the styles of the movie like once we get to like the 1960s portion it goes to widescreen starts it's in color but it's in that kind of like it, it's it's in a very like film looking color it doesn't really look like super digital um so it kind of evokes how the production design and colors might have looked in a 60s movie um, at least that that was the impre- impression I got immediately when it went to color, and I was like, "Oh, this this is definitely '60s color," um, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of neat. Um, and yeah, so it, and it covers a decent amount of time, so it, it does have plenty of time to to play around with. And with I will say kinds that styles. It, it typically, I, I mean, I think we've made it clear 
before that, like, we're not huge fans of the biopic movie. Yeah. Like, in general, because I I think it's difficult to cover the story of anyone's entire life over the course of a movie. It kind of gets stale because people's lives aren't that interesting over that amount of time. But I think with the, the filmmaking style that they did for this, plus this, you know, Leonard Bernstein's life, I think it's pretty interesting. And I don't think it, it suffers from that uh, dilemma as much. And I think it's almost necessary because a lot of the, I mean, the central core of this movie is the relationship between Leonard Bernstein and Felicia Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, so while Leonard Bernstein is this brilliant, you know, autistic, you know, can you say auteur? I don't know, like musician, right? Who's done, mm-hmm. you know, movie soundtracks. Uh, he, you know, large orchestras, the New York Philharmonic. I, I think that is what it, what it, what he was is what got him like on the on the map. I think, uh, you know, he did musicals. He did he did everything. You you do mm-hmm. see that by by like some some performances, but really. The central thing is the relationship bet- between these two, and and the movie is very much as much the mo- a movie about Felicia as it is about uh, Leonard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely about both. And I and but uh, I yeah. and I think it matters to see every single point of their relationship through the years, too. Like so, sure, it's, it's yeah. not like you're going through the stages of someone's life where then they did this, then they did this thing, then they did this thing. Mm-hmm. Really, that the whole story is is one central plot of their relationship, really, and you kind of see yeah, I, where it goes. That, and that's I think when, when you make this kind of movie, it, you're you, you kind of have like I, I guess this is an oversimplification, but you can say you have two options, right? You either do the biopic where you pick a very specific time frame in a person's life and then make the movie about that time frame and everything that encapsulates that time frame, which when I remember like something like Lincoln did that, right? Um, or you do something like this, which is more all encompassing, but you focus on, you know, one or two aspects of their life to focus on as opposed to, you know, focusing on everything. So in this case, this movie is very much about their relationship and a lot about um, the, the character's sexuality which is is a, a very very important part of the dynamic not just between the 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 characters but of course him, himself um and what that that means for for him and meant for him as as a person so it's not so much about his music um like the, obviously the, the, there are, there's plenty of the the music in there but i it's I, I think the focus is very much on his 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 personal life which is i, I think works for the kind of story that uh that it tells in the time the time frame that it covers and yeah it's it's definitely an interesting take but i don't think you're going to come away from this with a very like all-encompassing understanding of his contributions to music um because you you will get like you know some scenes of him conducting very you know evocatively but you don't really know that much about what what he's done and what what his place in in the music world is um which you know your mileage may vary if that's something that you were looking for because this is not really about that um and i'm sure you could make a uh a a biopic about him that that does cover that but this this one chose to cover mostly the character relationships which is probably for the best because i think that's a, a very interesting part of the story um 
that you probably wouldn't wouldn't see otherwise just by like you know looking him up on wikipedia and seeing, you know, seeing what he what he accomplished or, or watching any of of the master classes that he did like there's tons and tons of videos online of uh of you know the the tv specials and stuff that he did that are uh are really really great documents not just of him but of uh music education in, in general um so all that stuff's out there the stuff that maybe is a little bit less known is definitely the the relationships that he had and uh and aspects of his life and uh yeah i think it was a good choice to focus on that stuff yeah i mean and, and yeah i mean yeah we didn't bury the the main the main thing here is that yeah his sexuality is definitely the the prime thing and and how felicia kind of wrestles with the fact that she she loves him but is not getting all of him and he's definitely not all he he clearly loves her too but yeah definitely it's not it's not all the way there and obviously he's got other relationships that he's that he's involved with that he kind Mm -hmm. of it's it's such a it's a fascinating like characters character study where i don't think he really feels guilty for anything that he's doing too and he and he even shows no. her like all of the like relations like relationships or or people that he's he's interested in like mm-hmm. who are all men really that mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. bring brings them up oh 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 honey this is uh this is him this is mm-hmm. or this mm-hmm. is so and so and then like mm-hmm he doesn't really comprehend that that's not like something that she would necessarily like. And, and Mm -hmm. eventually, and you, and to see how her, how how her character kind of rationalizes and, and kind of internalizes all this. And then obviously Mm -hmm. what ultimately happens with, uh, with her as well is, is part of the, is, is a central Mm -hmm. part of the, like the last act of the, of the story as well, Mm -hmm. which is, Mm -hmm. uh, which is good. So, uh, I liked it. I mean, I think that that was pretty good. I think this. Yeah. I heard some. I I heard I've heard some some mixed things from from people on on this one. But after after watching, I think I think it's it's pretty good. It, it's I mean, it's good. Let, yeah. Let's not uh, bury though that this is this is a hundred percent without a doubt Oscar bait. Like, let's get I mean, nominated it's, it's, for it's Oscars a, movie. It's an Oscar bait kind of movie, but I think the uh, the the only thing about it that really didn't work for me too much is is some of the uh i i guess just some of the directorial choices that he made um especially early on in the movie where the the movie kind of has some sequences that are like borderline fantasy sequences um and and some of them just felt a little contrived to me especially like there's this one early on where he like runs out of of his apartment and then immediately is in the the uh, orchestra hall and that's like a really kind of ugly cgi orchestra hall yeah that was um, a little so it's like it's like it's kind of like the movie starting off with that i was a little like eh. it's like i know what you're going for like i can see the uh the the kind of big like sprawling thing and the, the the smooth transition like it's supposed to be this like super grandiose beautiful thing but it's just it just kind of lands with a thud like it doesn't really have the impact that i think uh i, I think he wanted it to have um but and there's a couple of other like little fantasy sequences in the uh the early part of the movie that I also don't feel are like necessarily like if 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 he's doing the you know filming it like a movie from the time type thing some some of that stuff felt a little in- incongruous especially like when you see the obvious CGI that's like a little bit uh, you know that 
a, a movie from 1940 wouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's it's not like I, I care that much about that. But when you're doing that conceit, making it obvious that you're doing that conceit, I kind of want to I want to buy it. You know, and when you do something that makes it so obviously hard to buy it right at the beginning, um, I kind of was like, yeah, I don't know about that. But that's like, you know, mostly a little nitpick. I think that the uh, the character stuff is really good. And I definitely think it's a, a worthwhile movie to check out. So yeah, that that's, uh, you know, playing on Netflix. Give it a shot. You know, that's uh, that's Maestro. It's it's right there waiting for you to watch it. And uh, so is May, December, by the way. If you have a Netflix subscription, not to take the thunder away from Maestro here, but uh, I, I, I want to make sure to bring that up because that's another very interesting movie that we should talk about on the show. You should you should watch that one, Connor. Wow. Okay. Maybe maybe I will. So right. uh, we will uh, see you next week.